Greetings in the Lord Jesus. Okay, let me take care of my notes so I don't forget. Uh, we've been having instruction class with Brian and Crystal for a while. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been, but uh, we've finished the class, and so we are planning to move ahead and take them in as members. It looks like uh, we won't do it until the 21st, so April 21st, but we are planning to do that. Uh, actually, uh, uh, Eva and I are planning to continue to meet with them at least off and on some for a while just to make sure they're getting in smoothly and have opportunities to ask questions and those kind of things. Uh, well, experience here and at Raleigh Springs is kind of teaching us that it's better to take a little longer and keep meeting than to just bring somebody in and drop them and expect them to swim. So anyway, I'm not sure we did so well with Paul and Dee, so I'm going to talk to them some more too. Uh, <laughs> those are, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, question, how many of y'all remember, and don't be feel bad if you don't, remember when we had a member in our congregation with that license plate? Wait, not very many of you. <laughs> All right, Dan Freed's back in the <clears throat> day, probably 1999 to 2000 couple was a member here, and they had a license plate like that. How many of you can figure out what it's a reference to? <laughs> well, not too many more. 7K, yet 7,000. Well, turn with me to 1 Kings. The other evening, the Raleigh, the Strasburg ministry were together, and I said, I didn't have my sermon figured out for Sunday yet. And one of them said, well, maybe you should preach about Elijah's discouragement. <clears throat> and we chuckled a little bit, and I tried to figure out whether he was talking for himself or whether he was talking about me. But anyway, <clears throat> we didn't get that one answered. So I thought, well, let's look at Elijah this morning. And... Uh, Interesting stories here. We'll just go ahead and read a little more than about his discouragement. All right, chapter 17. This is the brook and the widow. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the book Chirith, which is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Chirith, which is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. <clears throat> All right, I've kind of divided this into some sections, and I have a, a verse that I've just kind of thought of to go with each. The one that I thought about going with this is, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And all these things shall be added unto you. God said, go out to the brook, I'll give you a drink, and I'll provide you food. 
do what I say, I'll take care of you. The birds come in. Interesting. Wouldn't that have been an interesting way to get your food? <laughs> and I thought about it. I wonder if Elijah lost weight during that time. I suspect he might have. They probably didn't feed him quite as well as he'd have fed if he'd have been in some place where there was lots of plenty. And by the way, there wasn't plenty anywhere right now. So anyway. And was a raven a clean animal or an unclean animal? Well, anyway. <clears throat> but God took care of him. He did what God said. All right. Keep it going. The widow and the oil. Verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him. Arise, get thee the seraphath, which, belo which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, I notice God says, I've commanded this woman to do it. And when Elijah got there, it didn't seem like it was quite that way, so I'm not sure. <clears throat> I think God meant that he'd arranged for it anyway. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, and that we may eat it and die. Now the two sticks, I think, were to build a little fire, by the way. It doesn't say that there, but that seems sort of plain. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. So she says, I have a little bit of grain left, and I have a little bit of oil, and I'm getting ready to fix it up and eat it. And after that, that's it. We're going to die. Elijah says, well, make me the little cake first. Sounds almost selfish, but then he adds something and says, for God says, it's not going to run out. And she believed him. She had faith. Oh, and the verse I put here was, Them that honor me, I will honor. God honors obedience. All right, keep going. Verse, uh, the next few verses, the widow's son. And it came to pass, verse 17, after these things, that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? 
And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came unto him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. By this I know. <laughs> I uh, find that interesting. They lived two years. I don't know. It doesn't say how long this was. How long on a little bit of grain and a little bit of oil. And she says, now by this I know. I'm sure. Well, okay. Just more sure, I guess. I don't know. Oh, the and I, actually the verse I put here, I uh, put a phrase from a song. It comes from a verse. Where could... I go but to the Lord. Peter said it. Lord, where could we go but to you? And I impressed with the way she came to Elijah here. It's okay to ask God your hard questions. I mean, you look at what she asked. Man of God, did you come here to kill my son? And then Elijah goes to God and says, Lord, what's going on here? Or you get that idea. Hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn? No one else can answer them. So why not go to him? And like Job, sometimes God doesn't answer these kinds of questions. You don't always get this happening. This was a, we call it a miracle. Well, you call it a miracle because it just doesn't happen. And we know that hard things come in our lives. And we pray. We wish for miracles. We may even pray for miracles. And they don't come. Look at Job. And he just kept on repeating, I want to talk to God. I want to know what's going on here. And God would not tell him. He just let him suffer. And God has that right. In fact, <laughs> I thought about John the Baptist sitting in prison, sending his disciples over to Jesus. John the Baptist sitting in prison. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world, he said. Here's the Messiah. And here I sat in prison. And what did Jesus tell him? Well, the blind receives their sight. The, the demons are, are cast out. People are healed. And he could have said the captives are set free. But he didn't. Instead he said, blessed is he that is not offended in me. The Messiah? And here I sit. Blessed is he that is not offended in me. Well, this person at least got a, God in this case worked a miracle, a real live miracle. Well, it just may be he did in John the Baptist too, and we just can't see it. All right.
chapter 18, Mount Carmel. Well, first we'll start in with Obadiah here. This was a servant of Ahab. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself to Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah had taken a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said to Obadiah, Go into the land all the fount unto all fountains of water and unto all brooks. Peradventure, perhaps we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive that we lose not all the beast. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face, and said, Art thou that my lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go, tell thy lord, behold, Elijah is here. And Obadiah said, What have I sinned, that thou wouldst deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said, He is not here, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. And now thy say, thou sayest, Go tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I thy servant fear the Lord from my youth. Was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water. And now thou sayest, Go tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here. He shall slay me. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Why are ye fearful, <laughs> O ye of little faith? was the verse I put down here for Obadiah. Now Obadiah had been serving Ahab a long time. Ahab was a wicked king. This was Israel. He was a, one of the most wicked probably. And it seems like Obadiah, well okay, he had helped these hundred prophets. When Jezebel started killing the prophets of the Lord, he saved a hundred of them alive, provided them with food and water. A lot of work. But it seems a little like maybe he had forgotten that when God says something he means it he had a little faith he wasn't down to no faith it was just small furthermore he was probably a little like Elijah a little discouraged and a little questioning what's going on Israel was dried up three years of drought things were bad the king was bad people were bad Doesn't God care? Well, verse 16, 17, 16. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. 
And so Ahab says, finally, you're the man that's troubled Israel. You've caused all this trouble. And Elijah said, no, you've got a little backwards. <laughs> and uh, the verse I wrote here was, as soon as I find it again, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. Evil men have a way of blaming godly people for the evil they themselves promote. Go to China where they're persecuting Christians. Why are they doing that? Who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? We haven't got that far in First Peter yet, but it's there. When you do what's right, who's going to hurt you anyway? These Christians that love each other and help people, why would you kill them? Well, it's just interesting that Ahab immediately blames the prophet of God. Well, that's normal. It's life. <laughs> it happens that way. It's happened for 2,000 years. And it happened before that, actually. Verse 19. Verse 18. Uh, 19. Now therefore sin, Elijah says to Ahab, now therefore sin, gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together into Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And all the people said, Amen. Well, no. <laughs> they answered him not a word. And I've tried to picture this. We've got 74 people here this morning. Nice little crowd. 450 prophets of Baal. Okay, tonight at Berea we might get 300. I don't know. Nice little crowd there in the gym. I'm just trying to help us think about the number of people that were there. 850 prophets. And then it says all the people of Israel. This was a major crowd. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose your one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first, for you are many, and call in the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning until evening, saying, O Baal, hear us! And there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is God. Either he's talking, or he is pursuing, or he is on a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awaked. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets, till the blood 
gushed out upon them. And it came to pass, when midday was past, that they prophesied until the time of the evening sacrifice, and there was neither voice, nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. I uh, was thinking through this this morning, and I thought, well, I wonder what was happening in the spiritual realm, in the part, in the in, in what we couldn't, in what they couldn't see. And I thought, well, you know, were there evil, wicked spiritual beings trying to get there to start that fire? No, well, I'm not so sure. I think God had this totally under control. I don't even know if there was a battle like that going on. We don't know. <laughs> that fire could not have started. Could not. Period. There was no way it could have under these circumstances. All right. No answer nor any that regarded. Verse 29. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with stones he made an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar, as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order, cut the bullock in pieces, and laid him on the wood, and said, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran round about the altar. And he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, and they said, The Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and slew them there. <clears throat> so the verse I put here was part of one from Isaiah. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. After all day of watching these people holler and shout and cut themselves and bleed and carry on, Elijah just builds the altar, talks to God a little bit, and watches it happen. That this people may know that thou art the Lord God.
Which one? Oh, no. I had that all included as one. Sorry. I just stopped where I hadn't planned to, actually. All right. 41. And Elijah. So here we have the prayer and the rain. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. There he is. Okay. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again. Seven times he said that. Sound of abundance of rain. Elijah must have heard something. Some others didn't. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And they said, And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, James said, and he was talking about Elijah, who prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain by the space of three and a half years, and then he prayed again, and it did rain. Sound of abundance of rain. And so, Elijah had spent all day out there listening to these heathen people. I suppose he was out there all the way he was. He was out there mocking them part of the time, listening to these heathen people carrying on and all their prophesying. And It's a little hard to tell what all might have gone on that day, actually, when they're calling upon their God. But his work wasn't done. He went up to the top of the mountain and he threw himself down, got his head down between his knees. I was trying to figure out how that worked, but anyway, he, was, he must have sat down and kind of bowed down too. Seven times? Why? Why did he have to? <laughs> uh, is God that hard to get to answer prayer? But anyway, my point was, his work wasn't over for the day. He had to work a little bit more, some more, in prayer. I thought about that this morning. I should make sure I pray for y'all at least seven times this morning. I didn't get, don't think I quite got it done because I was, didn't count and wasn't, <clears throat> had other things. <clears throat> got a wife who was hostess and so she had me busy too. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> So maybe we give up a little too easy sometimes in our prayers. But 
I mean, he was tired. It was a long day, and maybe he was a little discouraged, too. But I don't know. Maybe? Well, anyway, let's keep going. Chapter 19. Oh, discouragement while eating angel's food. I put on the beginning of this one. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them, by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and let his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die. And said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, turned down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life, they seek my life to take it away. And God said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering end of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> or what are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> and he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. The enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground, he hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me, my heart within me is desolate. This comes from the Psalms. So maybe, I don't have a whole lot in the way of notes here right at the moment, maybe some of you brethren could tell me, why was he so discouraged? What happened? I need some help. 
Okay, there's probably a dozen answers here, so we ought to have several. He had the wrong focus. That's the easy one. I'd have said that too. I thought about that when I was reading about Obadiah too. Come on, Elijah, you forgot somebody. There's one more. (laughs) He forgot the goodness of the Lord. All right, he was just tired of doing the right thing and getting hated for it. He wasn't like the Apostle Paul who said, the more you hate me, the more I love you, or whatever it was. Anyway. And sometimes, okay, well, after the mountaintop, there comes the valley. That's normal in our lives, too, I think. But, okay, so Caleb says, Mark says he had the wrong focus. (laughs) Don't you like people putting words in your mouth? (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, He was just looking at it realistically, though. Right, John? I know you like to look at things realistically. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, everything's black. All this bad stuff. I mean, look at it. It's real, right? Is it? Or not? Well, help me. Come on. (laughs) Pardon? Yeah, I mean, but there it is. It's black and white. I can see it. Mostly black right now. Oh, forgot there were two kingdoms. And that he was in a kingdom of light, maybe. One thing he forgot was the battle was not out there only. I mean, okay, he'd been on the mountain, the fire fell, he beat that one. I mean, the Lord won that battle plain as day. There was one right here he forgot. And we do that pretty easy. <laughs> Where we, uh, you know, we go through this tough time and we deal with the problem and we finally get through it and we forget that maybe our uh, own attitudes were a problem in it too and we don't deal with them. And we forget that All that gray and black that I see is not reality. God is good. God is in control. And I'm supposed to trust him. And I will trust him. (laughs) If I don't trust him, it just stays black. But anyway. And you look at Elijah here. I mean, the man had just outrun a horse. And he just went on the strength of a angels food we'll call it for 40 days and and all this these wonderful things God was doing for them and here he was 
I'm the only one left. Lord, just take me too. Oh, okay, anything more you want to say about Elijah and his discouragement? We need to finish reading this chapter. And I was reading those verses and I, I wondered then, why? Not the whirlwind, not the earthquake, not the fire. Just a little voice. I mean, sometimes the miracles have to stop and we have to get back to regular life, right? And just simply obey what the Lord's already said. We don't need a miracle. We don't need lightning from heaven. We don't need to be hit over the head with a two before. Maybe we do. Uh, we just need to take God's word and obey it. That the Holy Spirit himself speaks to us, you know, to our hearts. And Yeah, I don't know. Anything you want to say about the, the fire and the earthquake and the still small voice, you may. We'll give you a chance. All right, let's go on. God's reply. Oh, and by the way, it's interesting to me how God came to him with the same question twice. Elijah, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, Elijah, why are you here at this place in the middle of the desert at this time? Okay. And the Lord said, verse 15, Go, return thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. Go back where you came from. <clears throat> and when thou comest, anoint Hazael. Hazel to be king over Syria, and Jehu, the son of Nimshah, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Now, it sounds a little bit like the Lord saying, okay, you asked to go, we'll let you go. We'll give you a replacement. In verse 16. Not sure about that, but. Alright, verse 17. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael, Hazael, shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Just hang on a minute, Elijah. You're not the only one. I've got 7,000 others. But God didn't tell him that first. He told him, well, okay. Verse 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12th. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto thee, Go back again. For what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. And then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. And the verse I have here is God's word to uh, Joshua. Get thee up. 
Wherefore liest thou thus on thy face? When the Israelites were defeated at Ai, and Joshua fell down and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord didn't say have a whole lot to say to him. He says, get up! <laughs> Got a job for you. And that's what he said to Elijah. Get thee up! Stop pouting. Get back to doing my work. So you can, uh, uh, I might ask you if you have anything more to add on this one in a moment too, but here's some things that I wrote down. Get busy obeying. You'll have less time to doubt. You'll have less time to be discouraged. God just said, got to work for you. Go do it. Stop focusing on yourself. There's no wonder you're discouraged when you start focusing on yourself. As poor and weak as we are. <laughs> And I think God could have been saying, you think too much of yourself. You are just too important to yourself. It seemed like Elijah was carrying the whole load of Israel on his own shoulders. And God said, uh-uh, it's not your job. I've got 7,000 others that haven't bowed. You're not the only one. That was for me. I mean, okay, I'm bishop and the buck stops here, right? No, it doesn't all rest on me. <laughs> for one thing, I will not do something without my brothers in the ministry being with me. And for one, another thing, we've got the brotherhood. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think I see a little of that here. You just think too much of yourself. You're, you're taking too much on yourself. It's not your worry. Elijah, it's my business. Your discouragement is blinding you. You see the clouds of your own making. The sun is shining, but the clouds are like your cataracts. They keep you from seeing it. You know how cataracts work? They're these gray things that form on the, whatever you call the fronts of your eyes. Anyway, irises or, huh? Whatever, anyway. Oh, and they block out your ability to see. And discouragement does that to us. It's called unbelief. Just to bring it to bring it home to where it belongs. It's sin. You are not alone. You're thinking wrong. I have seven thousand people beside you. It does not depend all on you. Get some others to help. Go. Here's three people I want you to uh, anoint or whatever the wor proper word is. I'm not sure what all he did to them, but anyway, he appointed them. And along with that, God could have been saying to him, I'm very much in control. Just believe me and get back to work. Okay. What would you like to add to uh, Elijah and his discouragement? I didn't try to give you all the answers. I thought some of your, most of us have a mind of our own and we can think through some of this. So, but if you'd like to say anything yet, you may. Specifically, but 
I assume Elijah didn't chop off all those 450 heads himself. But anyway, I thought about it too. That would make you tired. Okay, I thought about that too. Elijah took God at his word. He acted on God's word. And then Jezebel comes along and says, I tell you what, tomorrow, by this time tomorrow, you're going to be dead, buddy. And he gets terrified and takes off. I mean, after a day like that, <laughs> his focus went wrong somewhere. <laughs> uh, he forgot some things. Women have power. Hmm. Yeah, I was out digging a flower bed yesterday because of my wife's wish. <clears throat> Not because she said to do it, by the way, because she said it would be nice to have one there, so I did it. Thought about that this morning when Andrew was talking, by the way. Her wishes? Okay, well, anyway. <clears throat> well, it goes beyond that. Burnout from what? Wasn't he doing what he was supposed to be doing? <laughs> okay, you can't pour from an empty cup. Burnout. Hmm. Well, where are you going to get your cup filled? Where should he? Where? What should have Elijah done when he got this note from? It's, it looks like it was a note, maybe because it said when he had seen that. I mean, I don't know from Jezebel. What should he have done? Prayed. Prayed. It's what he'd been doing all day already. <laughs> Just kept right on, right? Sure. And maybe even said, hey, Obadiah, look here, help me pray. <laughs> or whatever. He could have got some help. He could have got his cup filled somehow or other. Is the point. Okay. What else? Okay. Yeah, he did. Okay, that's a thought. He left the servant at Beersheba and went on into the desert all by himself. Okay, a hundred that weren't killed. We're pretty good at forgetting things like that, though, when we're discouraged. <laughs> so there were a hundred other prophets, at least, in Israel. This was Israel, the northern kingdom, the bad kingdom. They never had a good king. So, yeah. Truths. Okay, when we repeat, when we repeat these <coughs> truths to ourselves, like Elijah just kept answering God the same way, like he'd gotten himself entrenched in this. Okay. Oh. Which truth was? I even I am the only one left. That was truth, as far as he was concerned. 
And now they're trying to kill me. Truth, right? Yeah, Jezebel said so. At least that part. So you repeat these gloomy truths to yourself. Don't believe God. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I guess when you have a sermon, you're supposed to finish on some good, upbeat point. But I don't have one for you, so let's just have a song. <laughs> <laughs>